Hello everybody and welcome to the Late Flag, the aftermatch podcast of the LFC Red Poets podcast. Tonight we look back at Liverpool's 1-1 draw away at Luton Town, which I think we'll all agree is two points lost. I'm joined tonight by Tom Keegan and Pete Warburton and as usual I'm Les Lawson, your host. So Pete, I'll start with you mate. Um, the team is announced and um, maybe as I suggested when we previewed the uh, the game towards the end of last week, Joe Gomez started at left back, and the rest of the team really was as was as expected. Except there was no Curtis Jones because he was out with a knock. So, what did you make of the the, the eleven when it when it was announced? I thought it was a decent side. I mean, I think the other the last program, I I went a bit left field, didn't I? And I said maybe he should have played Joe Gomez at right back and moved them. Um, Trent into the number six position, but that was never going to happen, I suppose. But yet on paper, it looked a decent side. Certainly one capable of, of beating not just Luton, but teams better than them, with, with all due respect to them. But um, we'll go on to it later on. But it was just a disappointing performance, I think. It was it was the old adage of struggling against the low block again. And we I thought we'd sort of solved a little bit that problem, like when... You know the likes of Forest came to our place a couple of weeks ago, and we and we we ended up getting three on them. And I just thought we'd solved that. And I think if we'd have taken one or two of the earlier chances that we got, the goalie made a decent save off um off Nunes, and then obviously he hit the bar um soon after. I think if we'd have gone one up, it could have been totally different. But the longer the game went on at nil nil, you you just knew something was there was something a twist in the tail, you know. Tom. Um, what did you make of the team when it dropped in? Um, yeah, it was a you know, disappointing. As, uh, you know, throughout the game, it was a disappointing pair, uh, performance. But just just mention the what your thoughts on our the team in the first instance. So I looked at the team and I thought it was it was I was happy really, Les. I thought like I, I was glad that Gomez had gone over to left back, started a left back because I think Joe deserves his chance because he's been playing really well, hasn't he? And um, so I thought I was pleased with that. Um, midfield, you, you couldn't fault the midfield. You looked at the midfield, Sabozlai, Gravenberch, uh, uh, and the McAllister, and you, you've got, you know, you've got strength in the inverted role. Like, you, it, it was perfect. And up front, as, you, as, we, as we more or less all said, I think it, we picked the front three, didn't we? That sort of Nunes... He was the man on fire, and 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 Jota, and and you look at the team, uh, and Salah. You think you look at the team, you think there's plenty of goals in the team, and as as Pete says, we started off really quite well. We 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 had Gomez, uh, Nunes, it's a shot which the keeper had saved, very similar. He done another one very similar to that a bit uh, later on in the game. The turning one was the one that hit the bar early, which was unlucky. I think it just bobbled up, but really, you, I think we needed to score there. To be to be fair, it was one of those games, wasn't it, where everybody was sort of. It's a really difficult one to judge. There wasn't many players really today, I thought, who played anywhere near the best, and I think there was a couple of players who were absolutely awful. I thought today. Um, were sort of let themselves down with the performance. Um, 
and you know, and and sort of, you know, we're, we're we're a little bit off the pace now. I'm thinking of two players in particular, really, Mo Salah, who mm-hmm. I thought I thought Mo had his worst game for Liverpool, you know, a couple of weeks ago, but I think today was by far his worst game for the club. Never contributed at all for me, and and the, the other one I think was standard dipped remarkably and was was Sabozlai. And I thought that maybe he was the catalyst for the maybe the poor poor performance because it's the first time really since he joined us that his level had really dropped. It had always been like eight and a half, eight, eight and a half plus every performance. Today it was a five and a half, six, six and a half at best. So and we we just couldn't get that goal in the first half that would have made things a bit more comfortable for us. And I think, had we got that first goal, you know, we would have gone out, I think, comfortable winners. Would you t- think that's a, a fair assessment, Pete? Yeah. Um, I mean, there was the other, there was the shot we spoke about, or the two shots we spoke about with um, Nunes, but um, I thought... Um, I thought Jota had given the goal of the eyes, actually, and he, he almost squeezed one in, in the near post. And like you say, apart from that, I don't think the goalie was under too much pressure in either half, to be fair. But yeah, there was a, there was a noticeable drop. I mean, I, I think the television were trying to make out it was Luton who were, who were up in their game, which they probably have done in fairness. And it was a, a culmination of us not being on our metal sort of thing, but I thought out of the midfield three. Uh, I thought McAllister had a very ordinary game as well. I thought I thought he may have gone off actually sooner or, or when they were making the substitutions because he was on a yellow card as well. Um, and I thought he may have taken him off. But out of the out of the starting three, I thought Gravenberch was the one who was at least trying to take the game to loot and he was making runs. He was finding space between the lines and stuff. And I thought he didn't, you know, on the whole, I thought he had a decent game today, Gravenberch. But um, yeah, there were too many players who th- th- just seeing that lack of urgency again, and and sometimes you've got to you've got to start quickly these games because once you once you give Luton and anyone like that who plays a low block, if you, once you give them the the encouragement to to defend in a five and a four as they were doing, and they were sort of stunting our our progress, they just grow as as, as the as the game goes on. And I just thought we needed to move the ball quicker and stuff. And like you say, Mo, Mo was disappointing today. Um, I, I don't know. It's just one of them. I said to our Jack after the game, I said it, it wasn't exactly like the Nottingham Forest game away last season because we created loads of chances in that game, and we fluffed them. But in this game, you know, we had to be we had to be better. And and we'll speak about the second half later on. But there were a couple of chances in the second half that we should have put away. As at, when it was nil nil, and that would have really changed the whole complexion, you know. Tom, do you think that's? I mean, Pete made you know a fair comment there on Macca's performance as well. Who you know was was a little bit off the pace, let us say. You know when you know, when you had that to you know Bosley's performance in the midfield, and you know that only left real Gravenbach, and and he was really the pick. Of the midfield, he was the one who was sort of driving forward, trying to 
trying to create something, having a couple of shots, but the others were just totally ineffective. I thought, and as you know, and as I said before, I thought Mo was particularly disappointing today. Jota basically had the had the one shot on goal, and he, and again, Jota was pretty much anonymous as well. So, what 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 was your views on it, Tom? I thought I thought exactly what, what you said, Les. I thought when two thirds of your midfield is not functioning, you know, are struggling, aren't you? We couldn't keep hold of the ball, we couldn't get hold of we could we, we, we you know like when we had it, we were sort of rushing and I don't know, we never really never really stretched them all. You know, like with I, I think I looked at the end of the stats at, at the end of the game as we come out I think it was it was twenty-four shots on twenty-four shots at at goal. And only I think it was only six on target compared to something like about about nine of them, and they had they had five on target, which is like that literally summed that half up. Really, it was, we never we never really got at them or made the keeper do lots of work. It was like it was a lethargic performance, right? Right, right two hours. What Peter said about Gravenberg, I, I thought that myself. I thought he was probably the only one. Trent tried to try to like prompt and what's it called, but even all the all the crosses in the box were just headed headed away. Or you know, we never really. It was only Nunes who sort of, even for his misses, there was the only one who was sort of creating any sort of direct chances. But really disappointing. I think it. You know what? You, you look at it. Like what you were saying, like like before, when Pete was saying that you look, it's two points drop. But in the end, really, it was a point gained, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, you know, it was. Like, it was a point gained in the end, Tom. But ultimately, you know, when you're looking, when you're looking to try and you know challenge and possibly win league titles, yeah. then you've got to be going to places like Luton, with all due respect to them, and coming away, coming away with you know with the three points and not. And not conceding sloppy goals. Now we'll come on. I totally to agree with you, Les. I totally but, agree with you, Les. And but you know, like I think, boy, I know I think, what you're saying. As you said, the Malays, the Malays is like the, the Malays throughout the team. I think, I think we, some, you know, I, I, I sort of made this point last week where I don't think Liverpool are the are the sort of swashbuckling uh, heavy metal. Football team that they they were when Klopp had, you know, Salah, Mane, and Bobby, right? I think the more of it, they're trying to turn themselves more into a possession, throw passing team who's patient and and just looks for the, you know, for the for the openings and keeps the ball moving. Maybe not as quick as we like. So sometimes I think we supporters maybe look back at that. You know, at Klopp's first Liverpool team, so to speak, I think this this one should be a mirror image of it. But it's a different type of team, and I think we have to accept that you know Liverpool aren't going to go out and be a hundred mile an hour from the first whistle, like they were many times. You know, in in his in it with with his first team. Um. So, but I do agree with what Pete said, and when he said that. Although we are possession based now, I do think that we we didn't move the ball quickly enough. And I'd like to I'd like to ask Pete on this one. 
is that you know the the move by the move with Trent going into the inverted midfield role, right? I think it gives us you know more bodies in the midfield, but I think what we gain on the swings we lose on the roundabout because there's a times where we're looking to play a ball out to the right hand side and there's nobody there, mm. so you're not so we're not stretching the opposition. As I, you know, as we once were, let us say, even in in a possession based team, if you have, if you have Trent out there, then he can he can perhaps put an early ball in, and sometimes that was that was missing. I don't know whether you agree with that or that's just me, Pete. Some of, some of his passes today were fantastic. There were about two or three diagonals he played over to the left side, and they were pinpoint. They were right right on the. I think it might have been Jota and it could have been later on in the game. It could have been um, Costas and that, but they were literally right on the money. But it was quite evident, I think, that when you when you look at these heat maps and everything they have on the telly now, you can they were looting where targets in our right-hand side. And the reason the teams are doing that is because they know that, um, they know that Trent's moved into midfield. And it leaves a gap there. And I think possibly that was one of the other reasons that Joe played at left-back rather than Costas, is the fact that Joe can fill in as a third centre-back, if that's the case, and he can come across. But, yeah, it, 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 it is swings and roundabouts. And that's why I was saying, you know, I'm, I'm no football manager, obviously, but it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have, hit, it wouldn't have disappointed me if Joe had played at right-back and Trent had played the number six today. Because I just think some of his offensive play was good, but it what what was lacking is where Luton Luton sort of knew that they were going to, you know, hurt as if they want down our right side. Um. So, I mean, it's almost a little bit like a work in progress. Yes. This, this Jurgen Klopp version too, if you want. It, it's probably not going to happen overnight. We all wish it would. But we've made a you know such a decent start to the season. Um, I I couldn't see us getting a goal to, today. To be honest, I said to me lad on seventy five minutes we're going to be lucky to get a point here because I can't see us scoring. And uh, and then when they went on the break and scored, it was just like a dagger to the heart. And it wasn't as though we'd had loads of chances. It was it was just a very sluggish performance. As all of the you know a lot of the passing was in front of the Luton nine defenders. You know the the five and the four. And a lot of it was in front of that, and we weren't hurting them. And then when we did try to get through, we weren't getting through like wide. We were trying to, we were trying to go through like a forest of defenders. And it's just, you know, you've got to be inch perfect with your passing and that. So, yeah, like I say, we we were probably happy to get a point at the end, but we should have, you know, we should also be disappointed in the fact that we didn't play well enough to get the three. Tom, the the. Pete made a really good point there about some of Trent's passing. You know, when he did when he did move into the inverted role. You know, he put a lovely ball through for Nunes in the first half when he hit the bar. Um it come up on the half volume. And to be fair, Nunes probably hit it too well. If he hadn't have hit it as well, it'd have probably gone in. But he, he probably hit that shot too well. And that's why it hit the bar. Um, you know, when he played, you know, some of his some of his passing today was sublime. But I, I don't know whether you agree with me. Um, that be, when he goes inside, we then lose the width that he gives us. And so, because there was times, 
I mean, I noticed it more really in the first half when you, you know, you're, you're going left to right, is that we will we were picking the ball up on the left hand side, looking to play the ball out right. The player who had the ball was looking up, and there was basically nobody out there. And once Trent was in the midfield, and then he made the run out there, but Liverpool had to come back on themselves then and start mm-hmm. to build again. So he'd lost really that that option of getting that ball out there quickly. As I say, I've never... There's a lot of teams now that are actually using this inverted full-back thing. And I, I'm not... I'm not, I'm not convinced, really, that it... that it's actually, it's actually good. You know, a good move. Tom, I don't know what you think. Yeah, definitely, Les. I think I was talk, watching the match with the three of them and, um, you know, me three lads and... And again, that was what he was saying most of the time. We, we, we sort of it wasn't. There was nothing direct, was there? Really, it was. It was, you know, when we did, I think, I, I think we were sort of struggling with, with and we, we lacked ideas. I just think we lacked ideas. But as you said, it, I think a lot come from the fact like the midfield didn't drive forward. We lost to Bosley's, you know, probing and opening spaces, and we lost when Nunes started to drift as you say, cutting in and then we, we had nothing out wide. Just, it was just, so it was just one of them, you know, like you can look for it, try and look for positives. I found positives, even in the second half, I found a few positives. But I just think overall, I think, I think Jürgen overall will be deeply disappointed. He, he won't say that out loud, but he, he I think he will today. So I think we, we gave we gave we gave away a softie and we and we 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 sort of didn't sort of like put them under any pressure. I think that's the most disappointing thing for me. Yeah, do you, do you, do you, so we go in Peter half time, sort of goalless. We couldn't get that breakthrough for half time. They had a few sort of skirmishes on the break that never really sort of led to anything. And then we come out at the start of the second half. And we had a lot of possession, but as you said, you know, <clears throat> that maybe the passing could have been a little bit quicker and a little bit sharper, and it just seemed to be at the same slow pace that it was in the first half. Yeah. And again, we just didn't couldn't seem to get the the right sort of pass in order to to open them up. And I know they were defending very very deep, um, but yeah. A disappointing start of the second half, would say, Pete. Although we had a, a lot of possession. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> it got all too familiar, didn't it? That we were, like, like we said, all all program. We've been just passing it around very slowly, and when when we did try to get a ball into the box, there seems to be no conviction when we're just putting balls in, and you know they had they had some big lads at the back who were just eating it up, and we. We, I can't remember ever really getting around the back either Mo on the right, or 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 Jota on on the on the left hand side. I can't remember actually getting to the byline and causing trouble, you know. And it just got it just went into one of those games where it was the same monotony all the way through that we'd get the ball, they they'd sort of fall back into their ranks, and then once it got to the final third of the pitch, they sort of decided to you know to come out and and you know, address us if you want. They were quite happy for us to have the ball on the halfway line and 10 yards into their half because it doesn't hurt them there. 
And I just thought we needed to try something different. And it, it just didn't seem to happen today. We we didn't, as I say, we didn't get round the back. We didn't we didn't pass the ball with any pace really. And it, it was just taking the same pattern. And they, you know, they, they were quite happy just to sit there and and hope that as the game went on and we pushed on and on, that we would leave um that we would leave, you know, be exposed at the back. And quite ironically, they scored from a, an actual corner of ours, you know. Tom, after about 65 minutes, Jürgen had seen enough and he, he takes off Joe Gomez, supposedly I, who, which was the first time this season I think that he'd started the game and um, and been substituted and he also took Jotter off and he put on um, Cody Gakpo and he put on Harvey Elliott and he put Costas on. Open the, the Costas with would add a bit of balance to the left and maybe maybe create something with you know, a decent cross from the left-hand side. So what did you make of the, the substitutions personally? Although he, was, he wasn't having the best game since he joined the club, I personally would have left Sabozli I on because you always think he's capable of creating something. Whereas... And I'd have took McAllister off because he was already on a booking and he will miss sort of next uh, weekend's game against um, Brentford. So what 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 did you make of the, the subs, Tom? And we, did you agree with the players coming up? Yeah, I thought I, I agree. I didn't I didn't think I, I didn't think it was it was wise really to t- I'm looking at Sabaz line as you say. Although he, he wasn't having his greatest game, he makes you wonder though, doesn't he, Les? He played quite a lot of the the, the League Cup game, didn't he? Which was a bit yeah. of a shock as well. And like you wonder whether that was you no know, like a wise thing, whether he's just got a little bit in his legs because it poured down, didn't it, as well? It wasn't the greatest night, you know, like and so like a lot of hard running, but I wouldn't have took him off to be honest. I agreed with the other the other substitute. I would have took McAllister off, I think, because I don't think he was having one of his greatest games to be fair to him. And um I I, I agreed with Harvey Elliott on again, another positive for me, and that is probably one of the things that say when you bring him on, he gives you something different. You know what I mean? He speeds up the play. And I know we're not the biggest fans. Some people are not the biggest fans of him. But I mean, <laughs> well, I don't mean you just generally. I mean people on Twitter as well. But like you, you I, I think to be fair to the lad, it was his cross as well. You know, which we will talk about later. But again, he just gives you that little bit of something. So I was happy with him. Again, when Costas come on, I, I thought, well, that's better balance. And he'd give us something going down. Capco done all right when he come on. I think he was, I think he was, uh, he was a bit more. I think I did say Gap Gapco, yeah. So he, he what's it called? He, he he come on and give us a little bit, you know, like a little bit extra. And I thought he wasn't too bad, but um, Costas was a bit of a letdown, wasn't he? Because when he come on, sometimes I think he. I, I'm not. I'm not. I can't say lacks game intelligence, but there, there was one instant when we're chasing the game, and like he gives away a free kick, the stupidest free kick at the edge. You know, at the edge, 
down at the end. They waste, waste about three or four minutes while, while the player's laying down. It just sometimes, I think, so bringing him on was, you know, like, I don't think at the end of it, he didn't really, he didn't really have a great deal, to be fair. But the other two, I thought, did, did all right. Yeah, Keith, I think um, Tom makes a good point there. I think that Harvey Elliott's, you know, we'll come to certain things in a minute, but just on the substitution, so it's Harvey Elliott did okay when he come on. I thought he was bright again. Um, I thought Cody Gakpo, you know, again added something. You know, he looked quite sharp at times. Um, I thought Costas was disappointed today, and I totally mm. agree with Tommy. You know, he did he did give that stupid free kick away, and sometimes you just wonder. You know, he he doesn't seem to be the the sharpest tool in the shed, does he at times? You know mm. what I mean? With with all due respect to him, he does make some rash decisions at times. And I think that was that was one of them that allowed them, you know, to slow the game down at a time where you know we needed the game to be to be moving and sort of keep possession and try and create stuff. Yeah, I just think as a team, and I include the subs coming on and that, I think we we, we just did we were just in that. Almost like we didn't have another plan how to how to get a goal, to be honest. And I agree. Um I agree. I thought McAllister was lucky to stay on the pitch. Not not to be sent off, by the way, but I thought he should have gone because he didn't have a tackle in him after that. If he did one rash tackle or one late tackle, he'd have been off. And I thought maybe like you say, you could have you could have left um Sob Sob on and you just don't know with him. He could just unleash a shot from thirty yards in the top bin. But he, he was just having an off day, so we had to we had to we had to mix it up. And there was a little bit of slight improvement. I'll I'll say something about Harvey Elias to his detriment, if you want, um, when he came on. Yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that in a minute, Peter, because yeah. I think it's what you're gonna say. Yeah, but, okay. But but yeah, just so just generally, what did you make of Costas's sort of performance? <laughs> It's just one of them things. I think I've given him the kiss of death because when we when we learned that Robbo was going to be out for a, an extended period, I said, well, in fairness to Costas, I said, you may sort of point the fingers sometimes defensively, but attacking, he puts brilliant crosses in. I don't think I've seen him do a good cross for two or three games now. Mm, he was nah. in the first man or he was looking up and then passing behind him. And, you know, we should have tried at least something. I know... I know Luton were packing their defence with big lads and they were getting limbs, you know, heads and torsos and legs on it and everything and clearing it, but at least get the ball in the box. And his crossing's left a lot to be desired, to be honest, recently. So whether whether he thinks, you know, he's going to be the only left-back at the club who can play and his, his position safe, I wouldn't... I would hate for that to, to be the thought. But... um. I think he brought Joe Gomez in today more for his height on set pieces and that's um, because we know what Luton are like on set pieces. But yeah, I was disappointed in Costas and like Tom said, that bloody stupid free kick he gave away. And the lad milked it. He went down as if he'd been shot by a sniper. The crowd were very partisan as you always, um, as you always expected a tight ground like that. And they were, they were right on top of him and they were giving him and, I think the referee gave a couple of dis- decisions on the back of the crowd, shouting, to be honest, more than anything. Um, but, yeah, it's. I think, as I say, we were just locked in that mindset. We were just playing the one way all the time, trying to un- unlock their defence, and it just wasn't coming off. Tom, we nearly unlocked their defence. In fact, we should have done. 
Um, a lovely cross um, by Harvey Elliott. Um, and I think Mo should have scored with the header. He got it all wrong. And then um, um, Darwin coming in at the back post sort of completely got his finish wrong with a, with a very, very bad miss, you have to say. But I think I think Salah's miss was just as bad. And the only, the only sort of credit I can give Darwin for, for that was that he did anticipate that, that the ball could go to him. So he was in the right place to have the efforts on goal. But I did think I did think that header from Salah sort of summed up his afternoon. Mm, I totally agree, Les. I think that was I think that that moment when that happened, and there was some debate whether it was offside, wasn't it? When when they when they said, but again, I'm sure VAR would have looked at it, you know. But um, I don't. It just it it literally, literally did it. That summed us up that that moment when it was, and not long after that, he scored, didn't he? It's just it's so. Mo, Mo is frustrating today. Is like as you said the other week, we thought he played he played bad, but he scored two goals. And if you go in the derby match, you say, well, you make allowances because he scored the goals. But I thought today he just you know like as you said with with Darwin, he gets there. But I I he is you know like he is what he is at the moment, isn't he? He's a he's a bit of a rough time. You look, he's probably had six shots on target today. You know, five, six shots on targets, and yeah. You know, to be fair, Tom. To be fair, Tom. Of, of all the forwards who were on the pitch, he was know, the most lively. Les. He, was, he was the most lively one who you, yeah. who you anticipated would score, and the one who, who made their goalkeeper work. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I can't remember, and and correct me if I'm wrong, and you too as well, please. But I can't remember most Salah having a shot on target today. Which is the first time, which is one of the the very few times since he signed for Liverpool that you yeah. could actually say that. But I can't remember him having having an attempt on goal today. Um, so yeah, a poor performance from Mo, and I'll come to you now, Pete. And then, then, but just hey, just before just before they scored, we have a corner, and. There's a big appeal for a penalty for an, um for Virgil getting dragged to the floor. And when you actually see it back, it's a rugby tackle. So why it isn't being referred to VAR, especially after the one that was referred for Manchester City at Manchester United last week is baffling. I mean, I think he tried to make out some comments here. It's like six or one half a dozen the other because Virgil had his arm around Devon, blah, blah. But, you know, it's the ones where the commentators say, well, if you give that, you're going to give six and seven penalties a match. But it's like you say, it's the inconsistency. I mean, I've not even seen them one properly against the, the, the United Derby. I only watched, watched the replay on my phone, but it looked like something and nothing and something that happens umpteen times in a match. Um, and I wasn't expecting to get the penalty. To be honest, <laughs> I wasn't yeah. expecting it. There was there was a shout, there was a shout for handballers uh, against Ross Barkley. Yeah. That was never going to happen. He had his back to the play, and you couldn't yeah. give him handball. That, no. that was not handball. But no, it's 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 just. I mean, already this weekend, you know, we we've seen, you know, incidents at Newcastle and and Sheffield United where, once again, 
it depends who's sitting in that chair at Stockley Park and, and the way they see things. But it was just one of them games that have been entirely, obviously, delighted, but very surprised if we would have been given a penalty for that because the both of them went down together. And, you know, there's this thing in the game now, I think Carragher mentioned on um, commentary, well, you can, you can stand your ground and block people. It's how yeah. you do it, I suppose. If you mm-hmm. do it in such a way that you just don't move from your your spot and they run into you, well, that's their prerogative. But if you're gonna if you're gonna put your arms on someone and it, it it's just different referees see it different ways. Um, I remember a few years ago, I think they tried to bring something in, didn't they, to try and stamp down on this? And didn't Mike Dean give about three or four penalties inside a month? Yeah, and that suddenly went. You know, this this that suddenly lost all of its appeal and the other thing although it's I, I I think it must have gone out the game now but I'm sure there mustn't be a six second rule for goalkeepers now yeah so, no. you, you know I mean it was the one thing Louis Suarez did every time their keeper got the ball he was counting it out for the ref that yeah. goal the they had over the ball for sometimes over 20 seconds and I just don't know you know that there's certain things that seem to go and it, it, it could probably you could probably have another program just totally on that but it's like the six-second rule, and there don't appear to be any foul throws given anymore either. No. So, yeah, so I would have been, I would have been totally surprised to get, uh, delighted, but surprised. And and when we didn't get the penalty, it didn't shock me to be honest. Yeah. So Pete, you hinted at it before. We get to corner. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a header. It hits Ross Barkley on the hand, um, which we didn't see at first. We just seen the Liverpool players okay. incident. You know, appeal for a penalty, um, and then they broke and scored. And I thought the the detriment you're going to say for RB Elliott is the pathetic yeah. attempt of a tackle. You take, you take a yellow card on the halfway line. Yeah, on the uh, on the edge of their box. Yeah. You know, he, he slid in there. I thought it was a pathetic attempt at a tackle. Um, and then you know they. To be fair to them, I thought they broke and they were really clinical. It was a good break. Yeah. A good cross and the lad that young, you know, timed his run perfectly and it was a really good finish by him. But yeah, so how did it's you exactly see what, it? It's exactly what Luton were waiting for, as I say, as the game goes on more and more at nil nil. Whoever it is, whether they come to Anfield and defend with a low block or they play like that at home, like Luton and Forest did last year, they are going to get a chance somewhere down the line. And fair enough, they took it very well, but. There's other teams in this league, and I think we all know who we're talking about. They wouldn't have got over the halfway line. Someone had taken the yellow card to, mm. to stop the lad who was running up the middle. And it's you know it's cheating if you want. It's it's, it's cheating. But I know certain teams. You know, Rod. Let's put it this way: Rodri at Man City wouldn't have let him go over the halfway line. He'd have taken the card for that if he had to. Yeah. And the certain mm. other teams would have. And I just think sometimes we're a little bit too honest, and we're not. We haven't sort of bought into that breaking the play off as other teams do, yes, which can frustrate opposition, you know. Um, so if that's but well, he redeemed himself with the cross later on, uh, and he did look a bright spark when he came on, and he has done all season, Harvey Ellis. So I, I don't like to sort of say he should have done this, but I'm saying it, he should have done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think Pete makes a good point there, doesn't he? And I totally agree with him. I thought Harvey Elliott was really good when he came on, but that was a pathetic attempt of a tackle on the edge mm. of the box. And yeah, 
he'll, he's got to be he's got to be doing better than that when he's going in for the tackle there. He just the guy just went through him as though he wasn't there, and yeah. you know. You know, you, you've, you've, you've got to be doing better than that. But his overall performance when he come on, you know, I thought was very good. But that let him down, you'd have to say. Yeah, yeah Les, I agree. I thought, I was thinking, you know, I've said to one of the lads, if Curtis had been there, he'd have took that, you know, he wouldn't, that wouldn't have, he wouldn't have got yeah. through there, I don't think, had he been there, because he, that's one of the things he's good at. I, I think once, once he got away, as you said, there was two v one, and you know, like I swear to God, the moment the ball went out wide and he started running, and you see, see him going towards the halfway line, and you could see, I think it was Chong, wasn't it? He was, he was, he was playing on the other. He was the man who eventually scores, but as soon as he, he broke clear, you just see two v one, and you know what the outcome's going to be. Even mm. though you're open that Ali saves it, but just looking at the space that they had to run into, as you say, that that was the disappointment thing. We come from us with a corner, and as Pete said, you know, like he's never, we're never going to get a penalty for that. Even the other one, what we were talking about before, about you know, like about. You know the shove in the box between the pair of them. Jesus, we watched Jota get manhandled and threw into the net the other week. If they're not giving penalties for that, then and and to be fair, I, you know you you picked a game where they give a penalty for someone at Manchester City the other week, but I can't remember many penalties given for blocks in the in the box this season. That's the first time it had been given. And that's what yeah. he said. That was the all the analysis on that is if you're gonna give a penalty for that, you're gonna be given two or three every game. And oh. that's the I think that was the point that, that everybody was making on that decision, Tom. Um yeah. uh, you know, it's it's one of them where, as you say, you know, by the lesson of the Lord it was a penalty, but yeah. 99, 99 times out of a hundred, they're never given, and the hundredth one is given to Manchester City. So yeah, no, it's just frustrating, though, isn't it? It's you, that you know that you get yeah. the players are getting blocked and the players that they are getting dragged all over the box, thrown into the net, and you just it, it's just accepted, isn't it? You, you don't you don't feel like even when it when the shout went up, as like Peter said before, you never believe we were going to get it. No. To be honest, did you? You just you never, and even when he went back to look at the hand ball. Lee said to me, I, I think, you know, we're going to look at this and, you know, like cancel the goal. I thought, as if that's ever going to happen. That's never going to happen. You, you, even if, you, if you're the quarter, like one of the Ireland Globetrotters, Globe he, he still wouldn't give a penalty there to us, to be honest, and disallowed the goal. Yeah. But, you know, it, as you say, it's... One of the things, and I agree over with over Harvey. That's one of the, the things he let himself down for today. But I think, I think, as you say, it'd be a bit harsh to to just you know like pick on that one thing because he done so much right. Yeah. So, so as I say, then immediately after the goal, you know, um, Jurgen takes Cody off. Um, uh, sorry, Ryan Gavinberch off and puts on. Um, Louis Diaz, and then quite fitting really that that from a good ball by Harvey Elliott, you know Louis equalises Tom, 
Uh, I I had the feeling that maybe that the game was going to stay at nil nil and he was going to come on and score the winner, but he he come on and you know stopped us you know losing a game that we didn't deserve to lose. We I suppose on the balance we probably did deserve to win, but as I say, you know, as you as you hinted at before, you know we we got a point that we didn't think that we were going to get after. 82 minutes or something. Yeah, I think with Grace Edder as well as one of great brilliant cross, but the, the anticipation from, from Luis Diaz is brilliant. You know, like he just class player. And even when he comes on, he gives you that something different, doesn't he? He just gives you the one little bit of sparkle that we've been missing. You know what I thought? And you know what, as you said, it was so fitting. And then, you know, like when he when he put it away and you seen all the players with him at the end of the game from both teams going over to him, you know, like and supporting him. I think that was good. Can I have a little moan about about Luton fans? I thought Luton fans were a bit a bit disgusting to be honest with the with, with the chanting, to be fair. You know, like I thought that was despicable. You know, like but it was good again, then. It was good as well that Tara mentioned it today. He did right so, from the they, right from the way it goes. With everybody and you know, it's about time I think the FA and Premier League sort of got to grips with this. It's all right them coming out and saying, you know, that that, that it's not gonna be it's not gonna be allowed. But there needs to be sanctions now against the clubs that are doing it in terms of fines or and the club needs to take action against you know, people who are doing it. You know, and maybe give them bans or educate them about what they're talking about because you know they could be they could be young kids who you know or teenagers or people even in their the their mid to late twenties who don't really understand what what went on. So maybe they should be educated about what went on, um, and forced to do maybe a Zoom call with some of the the yeah. family the survivors, things like that, and. And then you know, see where they go from there. But it, it was well done to Cara for highlighting that. Um, yeah, like, so thanks for bringing that up, Tom. Go on, please. Yeah, I, I, in commentary, I think it was a break. I don't know if it was for there was an injury or there was something going on. And I said to our Jack, I said, Have you heard I said to our Jack before kickoff, I'd watched the Luton game against Tottenham. I said, and another nice set of fans, these. I said, uh, I won't repeat the word, they kept shouting at Tottenham, but yeah. anyway. And I said, every time the ball went out for a throw, and I said, there were grown men in the crowd, you know, shouting. And I said, it wasn't even banter. It, it, you know, I'm all for people supporting the team. I love it when when teams come to Anfield and they really get behind the team and they support the team. What I can't abide is people coming up to Anfield or, like, we've gone to Kenilworth Road today. And it's just sheer... It, it's... Oh, I, I don't know what to call it. It's beyond banter. It's not banter. But anyway, there was a break in play for some reason and, and Jamie Carrick called it out and it was made up he did because it was so evident. It wasn't something that was going on whilst the, the game, the commentary was going on. They were singing it when there was a break in play. So everyone heard what was being said and it was good that Jamie brought it up. And um, yeah, like I say, let's see let's see what actions or, or anything is said about it. Probably nothing, to be honest. Yeah. So yeah, on the goal piece... Um... A good ball by Harvey, and uh, when you look back, it come off. It wasn't was, a good that was. Uh, it come off his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. But, but at least he was in the right place at yeah. the right at the challenge, and it just shows you, doesn't it? You know, 
you can you can hit a ball perfectly like Darwin did in the first half. Yeah. And if you battle a crossbar, you can make a, a poor connection with an attempted header and it can come off your shoulder. And it can oh, it can yeah. leap over the goalkeeper and go in the top corner. I know. So, so I know. It, it's it's one of them. It's it, it's when you say when you say like like if we're going to work tomorrow, they'll say, Were you pleased with the points? I was pleased with the point because after eighty five minutes I couldn't see us doing anything. Yeah. And yeah, I'm disappointed. And only time will tell whether that's a good point one or two lost. And that'll yeah. that'll be at the end of the season. We won't know till the end. But yeah, I was made up for him because he's gone through so much. I mean, how he's how he's concentrating on his football while that's going on thousands of miles away. And you just hope for a good outcome and, and, and his dad's reunited with his you know, his wife and the family and that. Um but it, it must be a big stress on him because well, you know, I've never had a, a parent kidnapped or anything as, as severe as that. But you know yourself if you've got like sickness in your family or you know, stuff like that, you can't concentrate on your job too much. And for him to come out and do that, and it was quite fitting that he got the equaliser, to be honest. Yeah. Um so yeah, it was it was good and wonder if he'll he might he might play the full game over in France coming this coming Thursday, you know, get a bit of fitness levels up again. Tom, it was fitting that equalised, and you know you've quite rightly there pointed out the, you know the the sort of awful chanting from the Luton fans, but I think you have to give credit to the Luton players at the end. They all went over to Louis. Said that, Les. You know, said that before. You're amazing, weren't he? Wish them all the best. Yeah. So it's a pity. It's a pity the fans didn't have the same compassion. Yeah. And the manager as well, Les. Yeah. You know what I mean. It's all about it's all about doing the right thing, isn't it? And and you know the Luton players did the right thing at the end, and so did their manager. Right. So we'll move on to the to the man of the match. So we'll start with you, Tom. Do you know what I'm going to give it? I probably I, I would have said grab and base, but I'm going to be what's it called? I'm going to give it to Louis Diaz for the equaliser for coming on for coming on uh, under the circumstances that he was on and, and taking us a point. So I'm going to give it to Louis Diaz. To be fair, I don't think he's, there was any anybody else. I think Tom's. I think Tom's said verbatim what I was going to say from a footballing point of view. I think Gravenberch was the one who, who you know, tried to get us driving forward. And although he missed the sitter, Nunes, he had another good shot in the second half, which was well saved. Actually, Nunes was the one who looked like he might score. But I think just for what it meant to to Louis D, the way he came on against Ollie. All the, all the trouble he's had over the last week or so. Uh, he's only, he was only on the pitch about 15 minutes, but I'd give it to him just for his his sheer bravery, to be honest, to, to come on. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I think, for me, there was there was three players today who who played really well. Um, I thought Ryan Gravenberch did well. I thought Darwin Nunes was the, the, the only real the, the strikers who looked like scoring. He should have scored. You know, we could have been walking away with the match ball, in which case, you know, we would have been unrivaled for another man of the match. And one other player I want to mention, I thought Harvey Elliott was good when he came on, but he left him, let himself down with their goal. I thought that, um, but the, the, out, the outstanding player over the 90 minutes for me was Virgil van Dijk. I didn't think he put a foot wrong today. I thought he led the team really well. He, had, he wasn't comfortable for their goal at all. Everything that was asked of him, 
he did really well. But like like both you and Thomas said, Pete, you know, for the sheer determination, you know, for, for showing what he did and, and you know, in the circumstances that that he's living under and he has been living under for the last week, where he doesn't know the fate of his of his papa as he calls him. Yeah, you know, I think and then it, for coming on and, and scoring the equalising goal, you know, I'm gonna give it to Louis Diaz as well. So just quickly before we finish the podcast, we go on to Toulouse on, on Thursday night for a I think it's a quarter to six kickoff UK time. And you know, I think it's a game if we if we win, you know, the the that'll be the group put to bed as as group winners, I would have thought. So Tom, it'll be interesting team that Jurgen selects again. Can you see Kwanzaa and Matip uh, performing the uh, reforming their central defensive partnership again? I probably probably will. You know, Les. I think he, I think you again with what we said. I think any team that we seem to be putting out with the squad that we've got, hopefully Curtis is. You know, it was just a slight knock, and he's fit for for the midweek game. He'll come back. But um, yeah, I think any team will put a strongest team out and sort of just sort of hopefully see it over the line, and then you can relax for the last two games. Yeah, Pete. Pete, because just thinking there, can you see um, Costa starting the left back, and maybe because Mac is suspended on Sunday, you know, we can see Mac maybe starting in his preferred position on the. On the left side or the right side of at the eight, Hendo in the middle, and then maybe Harvey Elliott starting in the other position, and then maybe Gakpo Diaz, yo, know, if he wants to play again, and maybe even Ben Doak getting the start down the right. Ben was on the bench today, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. he might get a shout. Um, defensively, yeah, I can see the two centre backs changing. Obviously, Quivino coming in goal. Um. Might play Joe at right back and possibly Costas at left back. Um, I'm not sure of the the kids who were on the bench. Is is it Luke Chambers? Was he fit or? Yeah, he um, hasn't been. He wasn't on the bench sort of today. No, not, not today, but he's been involved in the squad, yeah. hasn't he? So I don't know if he'll get a start, but it, it it's. I mean, I looked at the Toulouse results today, and they lost again the two one at home, and they're pretty. They're pretty well embroiled, although it's early season. They're, they could be embroiled in a relegation battle, so it depends how hard they want to go at this as well. Uh, I think they've won one, drawn one and lost one up to now in the, in our group. So it depends, as I say, how hard they want to go. But they lost the home today and they're, they're about fourth up to bottom as it stands. Um, but if we can, I think if we can avoid defeat, we're probably through anyway, are we? The way, the way, yeah, I think, I points. think, we're, I think we're basically true, but I think if you want yeah. to put the, if you want to put the group to bed as yeah. group, so you don't, so you then you avoid, the, them, yeah, yeah, you don't play a game, and you can also yeah. rest your players if you want to for the last yeah. two games of the group. Yeah, you know what it's I mean. Definitely, it's definitely want to go out and win. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as to change the whole eleven, um, but it'll be interesting, like you say. Probably Macker will play because he can't play against Brentford anyway. Hopefully, Kersis will be fit. Um, and then, as I say, further forward, you're probably looking at Mo starting, maybe maybe Gakpo starting, and possibly Ben Doak. I don't know. There'll be quite yeah. a few changes, though. Yeah. So, here we go, Tom. Prediction time. So, 
Uh, what do you reckon for Thursday night after after what you witnessed at Anfield with a, I think it was a a four one, a four one victory. So what would you go for over there? I think we'll Liverpool will win two 0 over there, Les. Pete. Yeah, I was going to say something the same. Just just like a comfortable win. Um, so I'll I'll go the same two 0 I'll go three one. I think just to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But I do think that I do think come, um, you know, eight o'clock on Thursday night, you know, that should be the group put to bed, and then we can we can concentrate then on getting as many points as we can in the league games and resting some of our players for the exertions that are going to come up following the the next international break when we hit the the busy uh, November. Stroke December, stroke January fixtures. Um, and you know, we need to sort of we can't afford really to drop too many more silly points against teams that we should be getting three points against if we seriously want to challenge your know, Manchester City, your know, Fidelio title this season. So, on a day when it was two points dropped rather than a point gained, in my opinion, we come to the end of this late flag podcast. Once again, thanks to Tom and Pete for joining me tonight. Let's hope that over the coming days, you know, we hear good news about the release of Louis Diaz's papa, um, and you know, when his family can can start to live the the lives normally again without the the worry of what's going on with him. So, as I always say to finish these podcasts, justice for the ninety-seven. Don't bite the sun. And you'll never walk alone. And just one more thing before we finish. It might have been a bad result today. We might have had a bad performance today. But I think what we've seen so far this season gives us cause for optimism more than pessimism. So we move on to Toulouse and Brentford before the international break. And hopefully we get back on the, the winning trail on Thursday and then next Sunday. And we go into the national international break you know, and with, with three more points than we have tonight. So thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and see you next time.